All right. Welcome. This is our first episode in this special season. And we're focusing on small businesses to share their stories during this time of uncertainty. We're thrilled to have Aaron and Ron, co-founders of Lazy Betty. They've been nominated as James Beard uh, semi-finalists for Best New Restaurant, and we're excited to talk with them today. So we wanted to start by learning a bit more about how both of you met. And Aaron and Ron, um, I need to unmute you or you need to unmute yourselves because I just hit that mute button. So let's start with Ron about how you all met. Uh, we met back in New York City where we worked at a restaurant called Le Bernardin. Um, I believe I was a sous chef when Aaron first started. And yeah, he came in and, you know, I introduced myself to him. We put it off really well. Um, and we were basically like off the bat. Great, great. Um, Maybe Aaron wants to add something to that. Yeah, Aaron, would you like to add to that? And I, un I muted you again. I apologize. There was some feedback. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, everything that Ron says holds true. Um, he was a sous chef, I remember. And uh, on my first stage, I remember uh, he was like, hey, we're all going to go to Koreatown and get some barbecue afterwards. Do you want to come? And it was just really nice and endearing. And, you know, the fact that he invited me out on my first day. And, uh, yeah, we, we sort of became friends quickly and, you know, inside – Laburnin, outside Laburnin, whatever he had going on, he oftentimes asked me to come take part in it, and it was cool. And uh, anyone can answer this. How did you get started with Lazy Betty? Uh, uh, first. Sorry. Lazy Betty was something that uh, me and my two siblings, Howard and Anita Sue, had been talking about doing. We were always wanting to do a restaurant. We didn't know it was going to be called Lazy Betty until probably about a year after we discussed it, but it was always a, a thought that the three of us would come together and open up a restaurant. Um, it didn't really materialize until I would say, I don't know, probably around 2017 um, that I got really serious about opening it. And at that time, um, you know, I had decided to leave Le Bernardin as, um, you know, my second stint at Le Bernardin, I was a creative director and I decided to leave that position to move back to Atlanta to open up uh, Lazy Betty. And I remember I was, I asked Aaron and his, um, his, his partner at that time to go uh, meet up for lunch because I was going to tell him, hey, I'm leaving New York to open up a restaurant. And during that lunch, Aaron's like, aren't you going to ask me? And I'm like, ask you what? And he's like, to open up a restaurant with me, to, to go down. And I was like, I didn't even consider that he would, I didn't even think he would even consider doing it. Um, and, you know, I think it was like, what, Aaron, maybe a month later after, after I had moved back, you called me and, you're, and I was like, what are you doing in New York? And you're like, I think, and you're like, I'm in Atlanta. What are you talking about? Right. Something like that. Like it was pretty, pretty remarkable how fast it, it happened. Yeah, pretty much. And I remember, uh, I remember when you were courting me down here and you were showing me the belt line and Pond city market. And I just, I remember looking at you outside one of the, uh, uh, architectural design studios that we were vetting out and I just uh, remember looking at you and being like dude it's uh, February and it's 72 degrees and sunny I'm in <laughs> that's kind of it yeah 
And um, Ron, you share a close connection to Atlanta because you grew up here and Aaron, you fell in love with it, with the weather and um, just wanted to know from both of you, what's special about being Atlanta? Why have you loved starting your restaurant here? So maybe let's start with Aaron and then we'll go to Ron. Okay, well, so for me, um, a lot of people ask me when, um, you know, because everybody thinks uh, just because I spent most of my career up in New York that that's where I'm from, but I'm actually from St. Louis, which is a Midwest city. So um, I moved to New York when I was uh, almost 18 years old, and then I moved here when I was 29. And I love the, the city in itself is, is, is beautiful uh, with all the trees and everything. I love the culinary scene and how it's sort of uh, taken off, especially in the last few years. Uh, it's a really cosmopolitan environment to be in. Um, and I just like the vibe, it's good. Ron, how about you? What's it like to be back in the place where you grew up and, and have a restaurant here? Um, I, I think it's, uh, I think Atlanta is awesome because you know, it, it kind of made me who I am today. Growing up, I, I was in, uh, grew up in Henry County, which is about half an hour s south of the airport. Um, and I experienced a lot of things I, that I don't think many people would have experienced in other parts of the country. You know, there's a lot of racism going around still as a young child, um, but also a lot of good, you know. So I got to see a lot of good and bad things um, exposed to a, a very early um, time uh, of my life. Um, and it kind of made me who I am. And I think I've, you know, as I reflect back right now, I feel like I'm pr I've pretty successful and, and I love Atlanta. And it was for me, it was a way to kind of come back and, and push the envelope forward. And plus, I, I think the community in Atlanta is very tight knit. And I and I love how, how close the community is. Um, and, and it's just, it's, it's, it's very nice to be able to make a relationship um, with your guests when they come in, as opposed to just feeling like they're just a client or something. Um, you know, so that's one of the reasons why I chose, or we, we decided to do uh, Lazy Betty in Atlanta. Great. Uh, I, I just have one more thing to add on to that. Um, as far as once the restaurant opened, uh, a lot of our guests that come in to Lazy Betty, who have now become, you know, close friends, just because of the style of service that we do, we get a lot of interaction with our guests. Uh, we get to know them, they get to know us. We get to express ourselves through our food. And I think Atlanta's been, been ready for that. And so uh, I, a lot of times, you know, our, our guests that sit at the chef's counter and do the full 10 course tasting menu, they're like, wow, we, we're used to having to travel, you know, for this type of experience. And I think it's really cool to kind of bring because we did do most of our training up in New York. So to tr kind of sort of bring that, that style um, to Atlanta and be embraced by the city, uh, it's been a really special thing to be a part of. So I'm proud of that. Great story. Tell us, what's a fond memory of your business so far? What stands out? Uh, I'll guess I'll go first since I'm not muted. Um, there's a lot of memories, a lot of um, ups and downs. And I think the fond ones are only fond because we had so many times and Aaron can speak to this too, that we were like literally at each other's throats for the dumbest things, you know, um, you know, when you go into a business with somebody it, and you're also best friends with somebody, it, 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 
everything just means a little bit more. Um, but I would say it's not one specific memory. It's just the culmination of everything, all the good and the bad. Like, I, I, I don't know how many times Aaron and I are like working on a Friday or Saturday night and we just came out, we just got ourselves out of the weeds, uh, which is kitchen slang for you just got your ass kicked basically. Um, and we look at each other and we're like, yeah, but the food was awesome. Customers are happy. You know, we just got all these accolades and like we did it, you know, like through all the, all the blood, sweat and tears and the yelling and, and fighting and, and tears of joy. Like we can, we were still, we, we make it and, and we made it. So, you know, I think it, it's just, it's, it's happened so fast. It's just kind of all a blur and it's the, the whole general sense of, um, sense of accomplishing it, I think is, is the real uh, exclamation point. Um, yeah, I would say that to pick out one instance uh, would be really hard to do. I think that, you know, Lazy Betty um, is kind of like a living highlight reel. Uh, there's constant action. So it's, you know, I, I'd have to really, you know, dig through a lot. Uh, I definitely think that New Year's was a blast. Um, we were really, really busy, you know, we did a special menu. There's caviar and truffles everywhere. Uh, there's a couple other, you know, uh, things that have gone on. Some, some of our mentors came in. I remember uh, Chef Eric Estelle, who's now the executive chef of La Bernadine. Uh, and I know that he helped shape both me and Ron's uh, careers and us as individuals. Uh, he's a fantastic chef and a fantastic person. And he came down, uh, you know, and, and ate here uh, with his kids and it was really special being able to cook for him because uh, you know I definitely know that out of any person I've ever learned from in this business it's probably been him so I would say cooking for him uh, and my parents that's great great stories and, and this lady when she comes in <laughs> yes these are amazing memories and there will be more to come um, we deeply admire how much both of you are committed to philanthropy. It's been a big focus, even as you are young and new and scrappy, you've been so generous giving back to the community in incredible ways with an organization that I have with my mom, Tradition Kitchens. You were incredible earlier um, in 2019. And we just wanted to highlight a little bit more about how each of you have been giving back, if you could tell us. Erin, um, let's start with you and some of the philanthropic um, chef culinary initiative that you've done, and then we'll jump to Ron. Okay. Um, well, I know that the Giving Kitchen is something that we've tried to be involved in as much as possible. Um, we did a collaboration dinner uh, with the Chayo restaurant group, and we uh, had a nice joint tasting menu that we did there. Uh, for the Giving Kitchen. And then I know we also did an offsite event at someone's house uh, with a bunch of other awesome chefs here in town before we actually opened uh, for the Giving Kitchen. Um, and then we did our pastrami egg rolls uh, with you guys, which was awesome. That was definitely a highlight of our Lazy Betty experience. And then um, I'll let Ron talk more about uh, Culture City. You know, we try to do stuff that uh, we, we, we like uh, the charities that help out the restaurant community. And we, we also tend to, cause, um, 
it's one of the things where you do have to pick and choose, you know, to what to do. We, we like things that go to help children. So I'll let Ron take it away with that. Yeah. One, um, one value that we established when we first opened up shop was, um, one of my personal favorites is impact over income. And, you know, we always, we, as a restaurant, we are, we're always getting asked to do so many fundraisers or donations and stuff like that. But it was important for us to find what's, what causes we really believe in. And for me growing up in Atlanta and experiencing um, uh, a decent amount of racism, I always felt like, you know, any way we can help promote any minorities or, or, or even um, women in the workforce, because I think women are very underrepresented in the food industry as well. It's a chance that we always um, jump on. So when we, when we first opened up, we did a, um, a cross um, collaboration with about, I think it was five or six other chefs. Um, they were either female or minorities or both. Um, and, we, and we've collaborated with um, Ebi Chabar, um, who does African cuisine. Um, and, and so we, we're always looking to kind of lift up the, the, the smaller, give, give a bigger voice to the smaller people, I guess, in, in a, in a um, sort of way. Uh, Aaron had mentioned Culture City. Um, Culture City is a nonprofit that helps uh, children with non-visibility, uh, with non-visible disabilities like autism. Uh, and me being a new father, and Aaron on the verge of being a a, a father too. Uh, congratulations, Aaron, by the way, on that. Um, you know, so it, us helping anything that's um, children-oriented or kid-oriented is very close to our hearts as well. So we've partnered up with with Culture City and held a couple of fundraisers for them. Um, we were on the verge of doing their um, gala that was going to happen, I think, in June, which I guess it still may happen, um, but unclear now with the uh, coronavirus going on. Um, but those are a few of the um, efforts that are close to our hearts that we always try to um, push for. And obviously, you know, we did Tradition Kitchens, too. Um, so, yes. So great. Kind of, uh, what we like to do. Yeah. Thanks. Good partnership. You got a great team. What about during this uncertain time? We understand, you, can you explain a little bit about your new concept you've recently come up with? Uh, we're basically trying to flip, uh, flip the script on what Lazy Betty does. You know, we're always, we pride ourselves in having a very at home uh, rapport with our guests, meaning like you can feel like even though you're coming, in, 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 coming into our restaurant and eating a very uh, well curated dinner with the finest ingredients and very good service and fancy silverware, we, we always relish in the fact that we're very, uh, our rapport is very kind of casual and very friendly and, and very uh, family oriented. So when we, when, when we were thinking about doing this to-go thing, we were like, well, let's make it really like a family style meal. Um, and I told Aaron about it and he wanted a, and he came up with a great menu, him and our sous chef Austin. Um, yeah, and Aaron, I'll let you talk about the actual food itself since you were the main drive, driver behind it. Well, um you know, in this environment, uh, just like in a normal service or just like when, um, you know, when anything goes on, it's about adapting. Uh, so we, we, you know, we have a, we have a choice right now. We can, you know, sink or swim. So as far as like what we did was we kind of let our, uh, we decided to close our dining room uh, to sort of, uh, Air on the side of safety, not only for our, our, our staff and their family members, uh, but also for our guests. Um, we're, we, again, we're looking at impact over income. Uh, it was very important for us to be 
a part of the solution in this whole process. And those were some of the most difficult decisions that we've had to make um, as business owners. But it's given us an ability to sort of um, stay safe and sort of gather some clarity as far as which direction to take. And so, you know, we're adapting into something that is, you know, not necessarily our brand, but it's an opportunity for us to engage people in a new way, uh, show them, you know, that we're, you know, we can do more than just tasting menus. You know, we can do kick-ass takeout food, and that's exactly what we're going to do. And astronomy egg rolls on the next menu, guys. Yeah, and like you know, and 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 to start, Ron's going to be the delivery driver, so you can have the Netflix chef, you know, bring a chicken to your house. You're going to have the Chinese guy knocking on your door with the with the delivery food. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not going to be Christmas. And it, yes, and, and but it won't be General Tso's chicken and and shrimp. Yeah, right? so. <laughs> For us, you know, that's, that's what it is about. It's about an opportunity to just, you know, adapt. And, you know, our staff is super talented, engaging, and positive. Um, and this will give us an opportunity to start to, you know, re-employ uh, people and get them back on their feet as much as possible as well in this time. As far as the food goes, um, you know, we're still using uh, top-of-the-line quality products and ingredients. We're still doing what we do as far as twist with the flavor profiles. But we just had to re-engineer what we do sort of from a cost perspective and also, you know, portability of the food and how it's going to be eaten as well. So um, that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. Can you give us a preview of what's on the menu first time? Yeah, yeah sure. So we have two main entrees going out this uh, the next few days here. One of them is a pork roulade that's been stuffed with a mushroom and apple hash and then it's wrapped in bacon sous vide and then crisped up and sliced and it's served with some uh, some garlic braised collard greens and some crispy potatoes and then the sauce is going to be a jus uh, made out of the bones from the pork with a madeira reduction and then the chicken is going to be um, it's a whole roasted chicken and it's going to have uh, sort of a cornbread stuffing to it but it'll be a little bit elevated um, with uh, carrots, uh, asparagus, and then a nice chicken jus. So we have a we have a couple of twists that are gonna get thrown in there, kind of, you know, make it make it lazy betty, but um, some nice homey, good, delicious food. And then the uh, we have a couple salad options. One of them is gonna be sort of a a, a market vegetable sh salad with shaved uh, baby vegetables, uh, julienne of kale, uh, with balsamic vinaigrette, and the other one is gonna be a kale Caesar. Uh, we like the kale because it's healthy. Uh, we can get it here locally from the farm, and it's very nice. And then also on top of that, it holds up well for uh, for delivery because it's got a nice structure to it. And then Lindsay Davis is uh, on top of the dessert. It's got a couple different cookies, blondie, chocolate chip. Wow. Mm, yum, 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 yum. <laughs> As Cookie Monster says, yum, 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 yum. <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing. We are excited to try this. And we wanted to ask you both, and maybe Ron, we'll start with you this time. How can the community support you? Obviously, ordering your takeout menu, but anything else uh, beyond that? Yeah, ordering the takeout, I think, um, you know, there's a ton of platforms online right now that is fighting for um, a voice to be heard within all these new legislation uh, that's being passed. Um, the Independent Restaurant Coalition is one. Uh, I believe it's www.irc.com. Um, you can go up there, uh, sign up, be, help be an advocate for the restaurant industry. 
so that restaurants aren't getting marginalized in any any new grants or loans that are being passed for the that are here to help combat the uh, coronavirus. Um, but Lazy Betty specifically, go to our website. You can um, buy some gift certificates uh, to kind of help us now, uh, so that when we reopen, you got a you got a meal coming your way or do this takeout. And if you want to help our staff, you can also go to um, our GoFundMe page um, and donate some money to our staff because um, a lot of them were living uh, check to check. Um, and you know, unfortunately, we 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 were a new business. We didn't have a good, we didn't have a lot of um, we didn't have like an emergency funds uh, stash away for our staff, uh, but we have we have raised over seven thousand dollars for our staff through this GoFundMe. Uh, so if you guys can do that too, that would be very tremendous for us as well. Uh, yeah, so I'm just going to piggyback on Ron's last comment. Um, you know, Lazy Betty is a business that thrives off of the people that make it up. And I believe that with any business, it's about people. Uh, we want to see those hardworking individuals be taken care of as much as possible. Um, and uh, a lot of businesses outside of the restaurant, but I got to tell you the hospitality field right mm -hmm. now, you know, these people are taking a beating and, um, and it goes, you know, everybody, you know, everybody from, you know, the dishwashers to, you know, especially the servers, because right now in this time, you know, like, their, their income is based off serving people. And right now it's a non-contact service. So while we can employ some, some cooks back, you know, as far as front of the house goes, it's, it's challenging. I mean, we're trying to have them, I mean, they've even offered to do repairs and stuff around the restaurant to make money, which, which we're going to do. Uh, but just uh, that GoFundMe page is going to put money in their pockets and, you know, we'd love to see them uh, get as much as, as, as we can get for them. And then obviously uh, I would, I would love to be on the line making, you know, pork loin roulades for everybody and crispy chickens and having Ron take it to your house. Uh, hopefully there's enough people that want to order this food that we got to employ a couple other to go drivers. I don't know if they'll be as charming as he is, but we'll do what we can. <laughs> uh, I think we'd all love someone from lazy Betty swinging by our house. Anything else you'd like to add or share before we end this great podcast? I uh, just want to say thank you to you guys for hosting us and helping us get our uh, voice out there and, and, you know, bringing a little work for us during this time of unemployment. Um, and thanks for your time. Yeah. Uh, just to the city of Atlanta, I want to say thank you for everything so far. We feel blessed. Um, we have an amazing staff, an amazing group of guests. Uh, some we've met and some we haven't met yet. Can't wait to serve them in the future. Thank you for helping us get through this hard time and we'll see you on the flip side. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we just thank the world of, of both of you and the Lazy Betty community and we're inspired by your perseverance and we're rooting for you. And one thing we want to share with our listeners is we came up with this idea. We hope it works is we want to uh, issue a challenge to everyone who's listening so that means we want you to go order a takeout meal. When you do, take a photo of the amazing, delicious food. Tag yourself and your family and then tag us. We're at Peach and Prosperity on Instagram and at Lazy Betty ATL. And once we see what you have been enjoying, we want to share it on our social. So we really want to amplify this community impact. And I've disappeared on Zoom, but I'm back. Um, so just 
let's get the word out and uh, just have everyone in Atlanta enjoy your amazing food during this uncertain time. It's super comforting. So oh, we that, all, yeah. We also do have a vegetarian dish <laughs> as well. Nice <laughs> roasted cauliflower with lentil dish, amazing. All right, that's, <laughs> that's great. Well, thanks for doing this Zoom podcast episode with us. And thank you everyone for tuning in. We're going to uh, stop recording at the moment, but Aaron and Ron stay on Zoom for just a minute and we'll recap. So thank you so much. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.